This is episode 27. I have been a huge fan of this band since I first discovered them in 2014 at Charleston's Spring Jam Music Festival. And that fandom has solidified when I heard their single Shut Up and Kiss Me, which was off of their 2016 EP, Gossip. Which shows, in my humble opinion, that I am a true fan and I'm very excited to have them on today's episode. Their sound is lush and complex, combined with very honest songwriting. As stated in their bio, when seeing them live, it's pure rock and roll, raw, sweaty, passionate, and covered in a cloud of fog and confetti, which I can attest to because I have seen them live. (laughs) This alternative pop duo has graced some pretty big stages like South by Southwest and Warped Tour, and they just secured a spot at this year's South by Southwest, which will be later this month. This is Jana and Blake, and they are Glass Mansions. Welcome, Yay. guys. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you guys so much for doing this. I know we uh, it's a Sunday afternoon, so and you guys, I know we were just chatting briefly. Very busy schedules, lots of stuff coming up for y'all, and I'm just so thankful to kind of get some downtime to chat about music with y'all. Yeah, we, um, Sunday fun day. Sunday fun day is what it's about here. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's just this time around we're drinking coffee and water. And unless, I mean, yeah, I was like, (laughs) my gallon of water over here. (laughs) No mimosas, unfortunately. (laughs) So when I was doing my, (laughs) excuse me, my research, I found a really old photo of the three of us. I don't know if y'all remember, but you know, Spring Jam back in 2014, it was like, I think it was like Augustana and Brave Baby, um, the Wild Feathers. Like it was a really eclectic grouping of bands that were playing. And I think it was the bridge here in Charleston that sponsored that festival. I think it was two or three times that it, it was a very short lived festival, unfortunately, but that's when I first saw y'all. And I was like, I love them. Like I need to consume all of their music and I need to know them. Like we're going to be best friends. Like I know it. So <laughs> I'll send you all the photo. Cause I started to dig back through my Instagram and I was like, Oh my God, like, look at us. It's like, you know, 2014, we're like a bunch of babies. <laughs> God, I'm glad to see that. Wow. Did yeah. We, ever, we won that slot. It was, it was a competition to get oh. us on that stage and, you know, like a voting kind of thing. So we were just like, hammering away at like trying to 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 we really wanted to play it so badly so we we're like asking all our fans like please please vote for us and everything and, and that's mm-hmm. what got us there to begin with yeah oh, nice well because y'all are you're not originally from columbia are you because i know at one point y'all were you were out of columbia and y'all had been there for quite some time before you relocated to boston right we're, we're actually both from Myrtle Beach, but we okay. met at USC. We met in Brooklyn and <laughs> yeah. at a bomber show. And, um, and yeah, we, we, we met in Columbia and that's where we like started writing music together. And, um, and then yet yeah, now here we are in, in Austin. So do you, do you two remember like the earliest memory that you have of creating music together? Like what that was and what that felt like when you kind of solidified the duo that you are now? Yeah, we, (laughs) we paid a dollar for like a dollar deposit for public storage 
um, storage unit. You know, they give you the, the deal, right? You pay the dollar. So we so you get the free that first month. You as know. like a practice space and a writing space. And that's when, well, that's when we started writing music together. I had joined the band he was in that they needed a singer. Their singer quit. And I was like friends and like, it just kind of like happened very like randomly. Um, and so, but then he and I started writing together and yeah, we, we like put it all down. We got this public storage unit. We would like, as when we were done at work, we would go in there with our like iced coffees at 1 a.m. We would stay all night. We would write, we would start writing. And, um, the end of that month, we closed the storage unit. We only paid the dollar for it, but we didn't, we didn't like keep it. And so then we, we went, um, and then recorded, um, our like, an album mm-hmm. but it was very confusing like every song's a different genre we didn't know what we were doing but it was like it's fun to look back and like because we just like listened to that album like not that long ago and we're like wow these are terrible <laughs> um but, but yeah that's how that's kind of how it started and then yeah we like went through different members and different bands and um and like over the years kind of just like zeroed in on what what we wanted to be like as songwriters and like I think that's like the music that we're making now. Like we had to kind of figure it all out. It took that long <laughs> to like get us here to like be like, okay, this is the first. Yeah. I'd like to think that the, the, the music and everything, you know, we got a little more focused along the way. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> was it kind of an exercise of because you said in this album, your first album, it was a lot of different genres. Was it almost kind of like y'all working through and creating these songs of different genres to see what really fit or what felt right to you as, I guess, an individual, but also too, as a group. I think, I think so. Because like when writing, when writing then it was, um, it was kind of like ideas that would just come to us that weren't necessarily like refined in the way that was like, uh, I guess like sculpted to the sound that we're we're aiming for now, um, and so like this was not Glass Nation. This it, was a different project, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of the, the 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 basis of like our our songwriting, uh, the beginnings there. But um, it was a good test of like the collaboration, you know, that was going on, um, mm-hmm. and seeing what it was like to put music, you know, kind of create that music, and then Jana be able to write lyrics and, and and everything to it um and also kind of like help edit uh the music along the way and everything so yeah i think we like got out grasp or like a glimpse on like what our strengths would end up being yeah and we found our method to it now so now like you know now we have like a a strategy like a that in in place to mm-hmm. to do it um so well i mean you know as song <laughs> You know, the songs will still kind of come together differently. Sometimes, you know, Jane might have a dream about mm-hmm. a certain song and she'll be like, try to describe it to me and how to play it. Or she'll grab like a guitar or something and um, start like playing notes on it. And she's like, okay, change the note here and here. And then we'll just build a song out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes it'll come together that way. Sometimes I'll just have an idea and I'll like lay down a demo now about it. And, um, and Jaina will listen and get inspired and, and we'll work on it from there. So now there's a couple different ways, mm-hmm. but Jaina's still getting these crazy dreams <laughs> and 
and we're still having songs come out of it too. Yeah, I mean, we can talk, we can talk about the new single, Standing O, because I mean, what a powerful song. I mean, I I was pretty sure that Night Swimming was going to be like my favorite song and like nothing could compare. And then when I heard Standing O, I was like, well, shit, like maybe Night Swimming <laughs> isn't my favorite song anymore. I mean, we got to talk about Standing O just because the lyrics itself, it's so powerful. Um, and it it feels like, I don't know if there's something personal, I know climate, political climate wise, there's stuff happening, particularly in the state of Texas, but also across the country. Um, but yeah, just like a little bit of the backstory about the song and like, did it just come from maybe what was happening at that present time? Or was it almost like just shot out of bed one night and was like, oh my God, I have this really great idea for the song and it's gotta be this. So, <laughs> yeah, yes, all of that. Um, so, so that song we wrote, um, we started writing it um, like a while ago, mm-hmm. like right before the pandemic, we kind of started it. And um, yeah, Blake had started working on like music for it. And um, uh, at the time, and I've like talked about this a little bit, but it's very like when I try to explain that song, it's complicated. It's a lot of layers. There's a lot of like experiences that like are all poured into that song. But I was I was working at a music venue in um, Columbia, not in Brooklyn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> different venue. Um, and I just was not being like respected and I was being just like kind of ping pong between the owners and like not being taken seriously and like totally like my experience as like a musician and a woman in the industry was being like ignored and dismissed and um I I was I was so frustrated and not being heard and um I just he was like tracking guitars or something you had it like on loop because mm-hmm. you had to like take a call or something mm-hmm. and like I I just started like singing along to it and immediately like wrote the chorus and I was like oh let me just like air this out in the song like my frustrations with what's going on at the time and then we like I like demoed the vocals over the pandemic and then like went through some more stuff during the pandemic with uh powerful man in the music industry that was like really like what started out as I thought would be like um him as like a mentor or him as like leading to like a break for us turned out to be like bad (laughs) kind of like him Mm -hmm. ruining me it was like not good it was like you know and then like the trauma from that layered on top of it and then like all the frustration from the pandemic and then we get out of the pandemic and now we're dealing with like women's rights being infringed upon and like everything that we consumed, like with like just all the riots and all like everything that was just all of that, like the rage from like that frustration and not knowing what to do or how to like respond or how to bring about change. Like, so the song's about all of that. It's just like mm-hmm. frustration, not being heard, like, and like, sometimes like the only thing you can do is like write a song about it, like put it into your art and hoping that it's just people and spark some rage in them or like empowers them to like use their voice and like pass that on. So 
it's a lot. <laughs> but yeah, like that. Yeah, it's all it's it's all of those things. It's personal experience, but I, I do feel like a lot of people like had a shared that shared experience in their own way, like over the course of the couple, past couple years. Mm-hmm. So and then now seeing it live, it's like people are really connecting with it, and it, um, yeah, it feels good to play it live. Yeah, I I think it couldn't be more timely mm-hmm. now especially but you know obviously these frustrations and everything are you know have been stewing for for a while now you know, so it's 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 also nothing new mm-hmm. unfortunately so. well and you said the song was like a lot but also i mean i think in a really great way from the songwriting but also the production like there's a lot of layers to the production of the song too, which I don't know if you want to talk about that a little bit too, because if you're listening to it every single time you listen to it once more, I feel like I hear something new or there's like something that I hadn't caught the first time around. Like there's just a lot of like yummy layers to it, so to speak, I guess, in the production. Yeah. A lot of those sounds and everything were really came from the initial demos that we were using just like, Mm -hmm. you know, like, Basically, the workstation you see behind me and everything like that, we're creating <laughs> a lot of those sounds um, on there. I think um, we like experimented a lot more with samples. And yeah, too. we definitely yeah. did. We were sampling a lot. We were like chopping up vocals and things like that for it because we were just really trying to carve out like a, a, a sound that, you know, for it, but also kind of convey the, um, the aggression in it mm-hmm. as, as well. And so once we had all those demos and then we took them to um, the producers we work with and everything, a lot of it was kept because mm-hmm. like it was really the sound of what we did was just kind of beef everything up. Um, and especially I think in the bridge, right? I mean, everything that you're hearing in the bridge of the song is um, the demo there mm-hmm. too. Because we, we, it was yeah. captured so yeah, well. The vocals in the um, bridge are the demo vocals because I couldn't, get there like when we when it came time to record it like I just it just didn't come out the same way it wasn't captured the same way as when I truly like met it when I'm singing it for the first time like so so we, I I layered a couple of things in there but but that was like the first take like the first the first go at it so mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah so in there yeah you're hearing the the, the original in, in there in the song so that's so cool well, and how is, are y'all creating new music? Like, can we expect new music? Like, how is, are, are you testing out new songs at South By? Like, how is the upcoming music or the new music shaping up? If yeah, you can we've got, we're, we've been sitting on a lot of new music and, um, like we waited to release Stand and Go once we moved here because it was kind of like our, and our introduction to Austin, like this is who we are as an artist and, um, but yeah, we're going to put two or three new songs, maybe four songs out this year. Um, we just did another new music video for our next single. Mm-hmm. Uh, we might premiere it, not the video, but we might play the song for the first time at South by. We're mm-hmm. thinking about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and because we used to play our new songs all the time, because we would be like, oh, mm-hmm. people like this. And, but, but we've tried, we've now decided not to do that because <laughs> like, so like no one's like, heard these songs at all. And, um, yeah, like down the pipeline, we we have another song that uh, is 
it feels like it's a follow up to night swimming. Yeah. Oh. I yeah. really proud. I think it's like hard to beat. Like it's it's like my favorite song I've ever written, and that'll come later in the year too. So that's a pretty so, big thing. I'm very very excited about it. And and really with like see you know what we planned out too is um with the music video standing out and everything obviously at the very end there's like a cliffhanger kind of situation you know in the video where Jana kind of gets uh drug away mm-hmm. so there's more to come from that uh it continuing in the next single and next music video so and we're going to continue on with that story yeah standing out is, is like chapter one of like a three-part mm-hmm. release Oh, okay. Well, I'm excited then. I can't wait to see when all of this comes out. So you mentioned that Standing O was kind of, I guess, the the new chapter because y'all were in Columbia for several years and then just recently moved to Austin. 2000, not, oh my God, 2020, <laughs> Maybe I should have some coffee. Uh, <laughs> but it was recent. It was 2020, right? When y'all moved out to Austin? Or is it 2021? 2021. Mm-hmm. Okay. So how has moving to Austin kind of helped? Has it changed anything? Has it shifted anything? Um, how has it been an influence, if it has at all, in you individually, but then also, too, as a group? Um, <laughs> well, I guess it the reason that we chose Austin is when we would tour a lot, we would come through and play Austin during South by. And there was just, I guess, because it's South by and people are like having to hustle more, like there, there was just like this hustle mentality that like just felt different. And we like kind of took that with us and um, it's, it was hard to be a band in South Carolina with the way that we sound, because it mm-hmm. always felt like an outsider in the community. Like, um, and even like, and trying to play certain venues and stuff, like we were like, we were met a lot with like, you don't sound like South Carolina. And so mm-hmm. like that, it created like a strange, like not, not resentment, but like disappointment because like we're from South, like we're born and raised there. Like, we do sound like South Carolina. You're just like not widening the, you know, the, the scope, the scope mm-hmm. of yeah. what our drummers sound like. And um, I do feel like there is, um, there's been a bigger, like or a warm embrace for us here in Austin um, mm-hmm. because there's just a lot of support for music in the city and for like different genres. And like, it's okay to be like, to be weird and make music that, is either like super polished or like doesn't make sense at all and like all of it is welcomed and I hope that that happens more in South Carolina mm-hmm. um, but we I like but we like we went on a tour there's a map on the wall right here That's what <laughs> <laughs> so like we toured um last June and we did like a homecoming show and um it was like amazing, like the people that, that came out and uh um so it it's we're just hoping to make South Carolina proud out here mm-hmm. and also um I don't know, make Boston proud at the same time. <laughs> like uh-huh. for you know 
So definitely. And, and another benefit too of, of being out here in Austin too is it's not just like getting opportunities for us and the band like in, in the music scene here too, but it's us being exposed to so much more music too, which is really also shaping like out like inspiring us to create mm -hmm. too. I mean, I feel like we've been a little spoiled, especially in the past year or two, just since being here because there's a, a plethora of venues and you know a lot of tours come through and everything mm -hmm. too you know unfortunately you know in Colombia, a lot of those kind of tours we either go you know you know it is to charlotte and skip over and go to yeah. atlanta you know and you would have to drive to be able to see them um but you know just in the past year i mean what who have we gotten to see that like that's been inspiring I and mean, we've seen anyone from like churches purity ring oh, sleigh bells um uh, you know we're getting to Go see Yeah Yeah Yeah's coming up on the on the new tour. I mean that's that, that's a band that I completely inspired me to want to make music. I've never seen them live. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. Like, mm -hmm. so that's wild. Uh, <laughs> we were able to go uh, to see Nine Inch Nails at Red Rocks uh, in the past wow. year or two. Incredible uh, mm -hmm. because you have you know obviously you have the whole show happening, but then there was like a lightning storm happening behind the stage, so it felt like. The, the the lightning flashes were corresponding with the show like strokes uh -huh. it was it was huh. insane it was totally surreal um but just i feel like it's not in austin though. Well, well i know yeah. that but I'm saying, <laughs> it's like uh, opportunities like we're a little closer to those things here too you know to take like quick trips and things like that um that might have fell out of reach mm -hmm. being on one side of the country instead yeah, of yeah I, I, I guess there's for like the kind of music that we write and the kind of and the that music what am I trying to say here? The <laughs> like for the music that we make and the bands that have influenced the music that we make, they South Carolina was never in the routing. You know, mm -hmm. and so like I wonder like what we could have written if we had seen those shows like mm -hmm. ten years ago. You Definitely. know, like if yeah, 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 came through to play Charleston. Or, like, yeah. you know, if those bands came through, like, you know, I think that, I think there would be more bands, like, like that in the area. But, yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, for sure, because that would, it would inspire people to create music like that, if they'd seen mm -hmm. it. You know? So, I mean, last year we were able to open up for Fanagram to come, and that was, like, insane. Like, that would have never, I would have never thought that would have been possible. And, um... Mm -hmm. And, you know, just, like, a year after moving here, we were able to, like, get that. And, um, I don't know. We, we, we keep getting surprised. Mm-hmm. Which, it, it, keeps it, it keeps it interesting, for sure. So Yeah. Well, and it's so disappointing, too, because, I mean, I'm originally from the low country as well. And, you know, being a South Carolinian, it's just one of those things where, like, what does that even mean where someone says, you don't sound like South Carolina? I'm like, what does that even mean? And like music, especially, it's like, it should just be true to whoever you are. And it shouldn't really, unfortunately, this is, I'm assuming how it works, but you just kind of have to fall into whatever, maybe the music venue or whatever they're specifically looking for. And sometimes, unfortunately, it just doesn't work in your favor if you're going to try something different or outside the box or what have you. So um yeah, I can see how that's a little disappointing, but it does sound like Austin has been just a huge just benefit in general for 
personally, but also for Glass Mansions as a duo. So that's awesome. Yeah. And, and the opportunities that have, have been coming, it keeps us like, it keeps the momentum going with us too, because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we would go on a tour and then we'd come back home, you know, and there'll be like a lull there of like activity and stuff like that. But there is something constant that's happening here where we're just like, it feels more like a career now yeah. in music. It feels like this is not, it's, it's, it's not just, um, not just like a hobby kind of thing. And we're, mm-hmm. we're actually actively working on this. Um, and we see a lot of people in town that are able to sustain their lives by doing music. And it's, mm-hmm. it's also very inspiring. So. Yeah. And that's a really good point to bring up too, is like, maybe it's just the state itself or maybe the cities of Charleston or Columbia, like the infrastructure to sustain your livelihood by doing music is something that I personally am still trying to figure out is like how can musicians actually sustain themselves and be paid for their art and that's what they do like that is all that they do is music and unfortunately I feel like Charleston especially but also probably Columbia like it's just the infrastructure for some reason isn't there and I'm not even sure where to begin or how to begin to start that process but that's a really great point too because Austin very similar to like LA Nashville like that from the ground level is there where you can sustain your life by playing music. And that's all you have to do. There's no need for other side gigs or, you know, three jobs or what have you, but yeah, that's exciting. And that's exactly, you know, what you should be doing is just following your passions. So that's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, the, like in the infrastructure here, like there's um, if you're a musician, you can have full health care it's offered in Austin that you go like they, yeah, this, this program, they take care of your health insurance and, um, and like that you also get like discounts for like, um, wellness and you can get like eyes and hearing hearing checks and stuff. Um, They even like, I think they even offer dental because they say it's like part of your image. (laughs) (laughs) And there's, there's like that. And like that's not that doesn't even feel real. And then mm-hmm. like there's so um there's also this nonprofit that um gives grants to musicians because they're like, We don't want you to worry about rent, we want you to focus on writing. It's like what is this place? Like <laughs> but I've talked to them and, and told them like I wish there was something like this in place in South Carolina because there are there's so many talented artists there. Mm-hmm. Um and I would love to see what they could do if they weren't worried about rent or they had, you know, they weren't having work nonstop and stuff. So they may be trying to I've told, I've talked to them and there, there is an interest in starting Charleston chapter of this. I don't know if that will really like happen in the future, but they do have them around the country and I'm like nudging them, but there is a lot of talk of bringing mm-hmm. stuff like this to Charleston. I don't know what it looks like in Charleston if Charleston knows about it yet, but, yeah. um, but it seems like, every like there's an eye on charleston yeah. to bring in this kind of thing so i'm mm-hmm. i'm excited to see that in the future because i think there are a lot of deserving bands there too yeah definitely it really help. <laughs> yeah um are you able to disclose like what this program's called because i'll just make sure to like provide the link or more information about it in the blog post just so if anyone's listening to this they can find out more information if that's available 
Yeah, I mean, the first one is called HAM. It's H-A-A-M, like Health Alliance for Austin Musicians. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and we have health insurance through them, and they do, like, shows where they'll, they'll call it HAM Day, and all the HAM artists will play, and then they'll raise money, and then that money goes back into supporting the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, and the other organization is called Sonic Guild, mm-hmm. um, and they have... Um, they're in Austin, Seattle, Seattle, and Denver. Hmm. So, yeah. Um, but they they're thinking about maybe moving to Charleston. I don't know, like uh, if I could say that, but like, <laughs> um, yeah, no, like they're that's that's an amazing thing to like witness too because they, um, the member members of that like are just music lovers and mm-hmm. they just support live music and they're the people that get these. Huge grants and the ball, yeah, every year. Yeah, and they do this big ball. It's like it was like the Grammys. It's just like, (laughs) but um, yeah, and there's just tons of stuff like that here. It's just like we haven't even discovered it all. Like we stumbled. Like I just found out about Sonic Guild a few months ago, and like I'm like it blows my mind. Like and Mm -hmm. so there's tons of stuff like that here. Yeah. Um, Hmm. Yeah, but. Yeah, it makes me want to figure out how how that can happen in, in South Carolina, really. Yeah, so. or really anywhere, like just so that people can continue, especially musicians, like to be able to to do that, you know, and not to your point worry about paying rent. Like they can actually, you know, put those efforts towards working on their craft. So, but I'll make sure to include those links in case anyone wants to read more about them in the blog post. Um, so I know you were talking about doing new music. So does that mean that there's a potential for a tour in the summer or have y'all thought about doing any tours or what is that shaping up to be like if you are? Yeah, I'm, I love to tour. I'm obsessed <laughs> with it. It's my favorite part of being in a band. Um, yeah, like there's, there's a tour coming. Um, we'll definitely be playing some dates outside of Texas later in the year. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not ready just yet. So, announce anything <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, playing a lot more and we and like we just played because like, well being in a different location now it's easier for us to like I guess like fly around and play stuff but we just played in LA like two weeks ago and that was wild mm-hmm. that was a very wild <laughs> situation there like um, good wild or just a, a, a new experience wild it was, yes. uh, it was, it was great. It was great. We'd only, we'd only really played it in LA like a few times before in the past. And it was the last time we played there was pre pandemic too. So it'd been, it'd been a little bit. Um, but we're, we're also we're figuring out how to like fly to places and play now rather than have to actually get in the van and tour out there. So. Um, yeah, Blake's luggage has no clothes in it. It's just like a bunch of spents wrapped in sweatshirts. Duh. <laughs> Not you taking like a. <laughs> what did you take for like security in your carry-on? Oh yeah, yeah. They they had no idea what was going on because I had to run everything through the, yeah, like the a machine. And, a... and they were like, yeah, they're like, is this a what they say was? Is this a TV uh, stand? And I'm like, no, it's like for a computer. It's like a laptop stand. And, and then I had like a mixer and like a keyboard. And they're like, what is all this? And I'm like, musician. And like, oh okay. <laughs> All you have to say is just, I'm a musician, and they're like, oh, okay, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. But that show was wild because 
we played and like LA is very strange because you're like it's a lot of pressure you don't know uh you know everyone there is like an artist and they're all like it's hard to like play to them sometimes but so like we played and it was a great show and then I posted like a reel about this but like this guy came up to us and he was like you're you're you guys the show is so amazing like I love your songwriting and he like wanted to talk shop about songwriting all this stuff and he was like asked our names and we're like yeah we're Blake and Jada and I'm like what's what's your name and he's like oh I'm the edge from you too and I'm like no you're not <laughs> and he's no yeah like I'm the edge and, he, and I was like okay and so I'm like I told Blake like hey help, like keep this guy here for a second I like went and got a sticker because <laughs> we didn't bring any merch or anything and so we just had like a bunch of stickers and stuff and I'm thinking like this is just some drunk guy that yeah. looks enough like the edge he's saying that, but, but yeah. maybe he knows someone in the industry or something. So like I go and get a sticker and we talk some more and then he walks away and I, and I ask the bartender, like, Hey, can you, can you, does this guy have a tab open? Like, can you tell me who this is? He's trying to tell me he's the edge. And the bartender's like, well, cause he is the edge. His son plays tonight. And I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Crazy existential moment, and then and then I went, and then he came back to the bar, and I went up to him, and I was like, "This cannot." Oh, oh, sorry. (laughs) So he was like, "I went up to him, like this cannot be the story." Like, remember that time I met the Edge in a bar, and I just gave him a sticker? Like, what? That cannot be the end. (laughs) And um, so yeah, I went, I went up to him and, and, uh, we talked some more and he was like, yeah, it happens. And I'm like, it does not happen. Like, this does not happen. This does not happen to me. Like, it's not something that casually happens every day. And, um, it was really funny and he was super nice. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And he like, really liked our songwriting. Like, it, like we just had this crazy conversation about music and it was mm-hmm. just, so very random, like such a gift, <laughs> like yeah, happened and um, and like Gina Gershon was there also, like dancing to our music and like that was just a whole fever dream that we like didn't hear real either. Yeah. So we'll probably put like "I love your music" like in quotes, "The Edge" on like our press kit from now on. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you have. Did you get like? Did y'all swap information like? Are y'all like friends? Like, are we- <laughs> I, I know, did I really know what to do? And like, we did exchange information and stuff because he was like, I want to listen to you guys on Spotify. <laughs> 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 That's nice that you said that, but I, um, yeah. And we, and it's funny too because then we, then we like on the plane ride home, we were like listen to all you two on the way, <laughs> like. Um, and then we were like, we didn't play night swimming that night, but we were like, oh man, the edge would love the night yeah. swimming. <laughs> like, just, you would say, like, but that happened. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So this is like, you need to slide into his DMs and be like, hey, the next time you're in LA, like, this is the show we're playing. You know, you have to come out for it or something. I mean, y'all can be like besties now, you know, <laughs> every time you go to LA, you can hang out. Well, we we didn't recognize him at first because well, he he, he, he just had like a cap on and not like the oh. beanie, and so that's we were like, yeah, that's just like Clark Kent, I guess, uh, was just wearing the um, the cap instead. Yeah, and then I, and then like the bartender, I was I was like, 
we have to exchange information because you're the only person that witnessed this. <laughs> we, we, I didn't want to take a photo. I didn't want to make it weird. Yeah. So I was like, I need someone alive that can prove this for me and vouch that this really happened. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, hopefully next time, you know, every time you go to LA, like you said, maybe you'll meet another person and you're very, it's very true. Like you never know, especially in LA, like who's actually going to be out and about and it shows. So that's so cool. Now just friends with the edge from you too, you know? <laughs> so silly. Yeah. We have to tell that story forever. We do. We yeah. do. <laughs> it is the most random thing, but you know. <laughs> When in LA, right? Just run to the edge. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I have like a few, like kind of quick, like rapid fire questions. If y'all are down they're I promise they're painless and they're fun. Um, So the first one is, do you have a band motto or do you have like an individual creative motto? Um. I think, uh, are you gonna say something all deep? No, maybe like a mantra. (laughs) No, I think, I think, um, (laughs) I think it, well, especially lately since being here, we've, we've had like a, a mantra about like, you know, when we've been getting like opportunities and things like that here, it's been that it's not how we get the opportunity it's what we do with it mm. and, and that's really been yeah it's I, really I, been happening a lot lately we've been saying that all the time and you know so i think that's really that's really been it yeah i, yeah. I would say that okay how do you cure your creative block Um, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. So I've, I've gone through a pretty bad creative block um, mm-hmm. because of like the pandemic, like messed me up because everything disappeared, and I was like, I just really went through like, is music even going to return the same way? Like, why am I even writing? Like, why am I doing this? What's the purpose? Like, mm-hmm. and so. I guess it, it kind of is that, like taking a step back when I feel blocked to like reassess, like, why am I doing it? Like, and doing it for myself, like, instead of like for other people or, or, you know, but like, I guess like walking away from it, like giving space away from it helps yeah. me. Um, yeah. I don't know. I'm honestly still trying to figure that out. What's yeah. best for that? And I think it might help. It's just like, it's like giving yourself the, the time and that window mm-hmm. and time and, and space to be able to create, you know, allowing yourself that without distraction. That's the one thing about living here too is, you know, there is so much going on. You know, you, sometimes you get like a FOMO kind of situation happening with like, you know, everything. Well, yeah. Isn't I, well, but then I like give myself space and then space becomes like comfortable. And then I get scared to go back to it. This is not mm. a good answer. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> no, this is great. I mean, it's very honest. Cause I mean, everyone, no matter what it looks like, everyone in the creative field gets blocked sometimes. So it's kind of like, 
I think hearing what other people do or even how they approach it or how they view it is always helpful for, to hear that from other people. And going to see a lot of shows well, too. Yeah. And really, really, you know, just like on any given night too, just go downtown and, and just catch amazing music, like different ones too. If we wanted to mm-hmm. see a rock show, we could go see it. If we wanted to go to a honky tonk, we could go and, and watch a band. <laughs> yeah, play I went there. to like a police Americana show last night and I was like, I've been like singing melodies like all night long, like, like wanting to write because mm-hmm. it's a different genre. So mm-hmm. that's, but uh, I don't know. I started, I started reading or trying to read again, The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron, which is an incredible book that I've started and stopped a million times over the past couple of years, but I'm actually mm-hmm. finish it this time. But uh, her advice for creatives is like to, to like do something for your inner child, that, that mm-hmm. crea- creating with, or like connecting with that, like very simple need, um, like coloring or like, just doing something like crafty or silly that that is like a really good source mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> <laughs> what is the app that you use the most on your phone oh gosh hmm instagram <laughs> <laughs> i play a lot of solitaire uh, see, that's also maybe kind of help, you know, like, to, I, like maybe I, your creative blockage, like just kind of doing something rhythmic, like solitaire maybe is helpful too. I mean, that sounds sad though. Kind of, isn't it? No. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no. There... No, it does not. No, because, you know, you play solitaire and I like to play uh, words with friends with my Nana, because that's kind of how me and my grandma, like, kind of like hang out, you know, mm-hmm. over the um, you know, distance. Well, it's funny because Blake will like slam his phone down and I'll be like, are you okay? Because yeah, I just destroyed Nana. And I'm like, hey. Oh. No, she wins a lot though. She she gets me all the time. She comes up with these crazy words and like just meets me. And like every time we see each other now at family get togethers or whatever, we're always talking about them. Like, I'm going to get you next time. Don't worry. And she's like, <laughs> I'll be waiting. Does she normally win or do you normally win? Or it's pretty uh, split. She wins a lot. Like I try too, but she, she's really good. Cause you know, when I, when I was living in South Carolina, I'd come over to her house, we'd play Scrabble. We'd do a lot of like game, game nights and stuff like that, hanging out. And so this is our way of hanging out now, mm-hmm. you know, here. Um, but we're very competitive, me and my, me and my Nana. So. Okay. I would say, I would say Instagram first. And then I would say that the, Channy app. It's an astrology app. Oh, okay. They do like podcasts and stuff like that. I listen to that a lot. Are you like really into astrology? Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> Have you done a birth chart before? Like I was just talking to a friend about birth charts and I was like, I feel like I need to do this. Have you Channy, done a- the app, I can send it to you, but yeah, no, it's a, it's an incredible app that it does your chart and then it'll tell you like your week ahead and gives you like a little daily heads up on stuff. Okay. What are, what's your sign? I'm an Aquarius. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of Aquarius in my family. I'm an Aries. And, uh, oh. some... Wait, so, what's Blake? A Virgo. Oh. Very Virgo. <laughs> so I wonder too, like, does that 
now that we're getting into astrology, I'm like really nerding out. I'm like, so is that, that's so interesting too. Like the energies of like Virgos and Aries, like how that would like blend creatively. Cause I feel like just from my humble experience, Virgos are a little bit more structured and, um, methodical and processes where Aries are a little bit more free thinking and open. I don't know if that's how it worked with y'all's dynamic, but I think that's kind of interesting. Yeah. I'm like a psycho and impulsive and very stubborn <laughs> and, and, and then I'm very like passionate and like wanting to do everything all at once. And, and Blake is very like itinerary structure, but, but doesn't wrap his cables. Like, you know, that, that's what, it's, that's what's insane <laughs> to me. Like you're a Virgo. Like how do you pack in these cables just in a bag? So like, Oh my God. That's that's bizarre to me, but uh yeah, it works. We we like compliment each other like in that way. Yeah. No, that's amazing. But the not wiping not wrapping the cords, like I as an Aquarius, I'm kinda like, uh, okay, sure. But then the wrapping the not wrapping of the cords, that is giving me like I'm sweating just thinking about that. Cause I'm like, think about the knots, like not either for hours. Well, I'm not, I'm not wrapping them because I'm too worried about the next thing that we have on the agenda to do. And I want to make sure that we're there on time to do it. Like, you know, so I'm just. I have a passion for, for, I hate cables. I hate like the clutter of the wires. So I'm, I'm very passionate about wrapping them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we, you know, we have our, our different roles, you know, you know, wraps the cables and I um, throw them in the box. There but, you go. The yin and yang. <laughs> well, uh, we have reached the the last question, um, and I always try to make this the fun one, which is, "What is your entrance song?" Um, and that's just your hype song. Um, it could be your favorite song of the moment. It doesn't have to be um, a song that's been with you for a long period of time. It could be, or it could just be a song that you've just been loving today. So, do you have like a favorite or entrance song of the moment? Um, I've been like really obsessed with King Princess yeah. for like the past couple years, but um, her song, Holy, I feel like I'm playing that constantly. I mm-hmm. just, it's very well-written and the production is just so smart. Um, yeah, that song always had to speak up. I like it. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have been uh, obsessed over the new Yeah, yeah, yeah album since it came out and everything. Mm-hmm. And um, just like the song Burning in particular, just mm-hmm. been, I mean, like, I just love, I can, I can just put it on repeat now over and over again. Um, and it just gets me hyped. It just does. And it makes me super excited, especially to go see them in a few months. Yeah. I would say collectively, our hype song has been Good Day by Nappy Roots. Yep. I feel like we play that all the time. Like, when we're, like, maybe not having a good day. Yeah. We, like, put it on and we, like, we dance. And we're like, all right, it's going to be a good day. Yeah. <laughs> so we found out. We found out that they're playing a, a, a party <laughs> at South by Southwest. <gasps> we got to go. We got to go and hear the song. That we played the song so much that they're like, "Wow, we're getting a lot of plays in Austin. We got to go there." Uh, we're we're the ones, but uh, yeah. Yes. King oh my Prince, god. 
Yeah, 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 Nappy Roots. Those are. I love it. Well, you know, crazy enough, Nappy Roots just played in Charleston two nights ago. Love that. Oh, at the the music farm. (laughs) So random. (laughs) Um. Okay, but yeah. So all great choices. So, how can people find y'all? How can they support you? Follow you? All of the good things online. Where can we find you? It's at Glass Mansions on Instagram. Mm -hmm. Glass Mansions on TikTok, mm-hmm. uh, Glass Mansion on Facebook, yeah. uh, Spotify, YouTube. Yeah. What am I missing? Uh, yeah, we're there on all the channels. Um, I think it's just at Glass Mansions across the board. Yeah, if you go to our, especially if you go to our Instagram, you can pull up our link tree, which has everything like in one place too it's it's gonna have yeah, right. like we use instagram the most so i would say that to start there and then yeah. you can find everything from from there yeah because that's gonna have like our calendar upcoming shows we're gonna be putting up all of our south by dates and then future shows and everything there too um yeah cool playlist that we get put on from time to yeah. time you know we're trying to find out funny name playlist that we get added to that's just like Ran, totally random names and everything. So that's like the next thing we're going to try to make a little video about or something. So. Oh, I love that. Okay. So like the collective list of just like, I don't know, like songs to, oh my God, I don't even know. I'm like the worst at making playlist names, but yeah, I can't wait to see that. It's probably, is it going to be a TikTok or? Oh yeah, we should do a TikTok. Yeah, TikTok. I think so. I think it'll be there. Yeah. Cause people put songs on there and they'll put like standing O and someone will put it on like songs to say fuck you to the patriarchy too and then there's something that bad bitches that get sad oh yeah like, that, yeah 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 feminine <laughs> villain era or you know people come up with the crazy yeah yeah so. okay that's way better i was like sitting here i'm like i can't even think of really good you know playlist names but those are actually really good ones so okay any parting words my friends before we sign off for the day well, I think uh, we just really appreciate getting to talk to you again and everything. I feel like we've had a, 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 you know, since meeting you and everything, all the way back at Spring Jam yeah. and everything like that. You know, I feel like it's it, it's been it's been a journey and everything like that. So yeah, thank you for your support. Like yeah, all these yeah. years up with us and and everything. Um, yeah. You've really been there, like, watching us for a really long time. So yeah. we're doing something to make you proud now. Not <laughs> I wasted listening to our music. For the- <laughs> I thank you so much. That's so sweet. I mean, one of the things um, that initially drew me to y'all is because I know previously we were talking about how y'all weren't South Carolina sounding. I think because you didn't sound like anything I had heard in the city, I was just drawn to y'all. Like, first of all, like, Jana, your voice is phenomenal. And just like the songwriting and everything about it. But it's because you were different was the reason that I just immediately fell in love with y'all and was like, I'm a lifelong fan. I can't get enough. So, uh, so yeah, just, I love that you're different. So don't ever be South Carolina (laughs) or whatever that is. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, thank you guys. I appreciate it. I cannot wait to hear more about the new music and the tour and all that kind of stuff. So 
I just really appreciate you guys talking with me today. Yeah, yeah thank you. Thank so you for having us. Having us.